Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another tasty top pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy. Then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place. And we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Stopping, y'all gonna get this podcast. Hello, tasters, and welcome to another Tasty Tuesday with Stella Belafonte. Oh my, my, my. So much is going on in the world. First and foremost, let me say that um, my mentals, my mentals, my mentals, I, I'm feeling really good. I'm, I'm doing things that need to be done to get my life right, get my emotions right, and I'm so proud of myself. Um, first and foremost, if you all haven't, what you should do is go over to Views of an Ex Podcast with Host Lama and catch episode 86 starring me. I was a guest of Podcaster Llama on Views of an Ex, and we are getting so much positive feedback. It was actually a really fun episode. I was so nervous. You can catch it on YouTube and all the streaming platforms. You can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and um, I'm not sure of the other platforms, but definitely Spotify. Apple and you can watch it on YouTube and I had a really really good time we did the podcast at a beautiful restaurant in Manhattan called Bua Thai that's B-U-A Thai ramen and we had a couple of drinks some really strong drinks you know I gotta think of Moscow Mules what drew me to Moscow Mules initially I think were the, the 10 cups They were just so cute to me. This was from years ago when I drank my first Moscow Mule. And I feel like those tin cups keep everything nice and cold. The only difference um, with an actual Moscow Mule and what this restaurant does is they use ginger ale instead of ginger beer, which I wish they wouldn't. Like, ginger beer, that is what makes it special. Like, honestly, to me, replacing a Moscow Mule with ginger Braille in place of ginger beer is the equivalent of replacing real crab meat in a dish with imitation. Like, it might be tasty, but you ain't gonna go back for seconds. Or if you do, you'll be tasting it in comparison to the real thing. And that's how I feel with Moscow Mules made with ginger ale. Well, anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Let's talk about what brings me to the table today. Oh, and I need to also mention, within my tasty appetizer, please, 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 please. Well, you know what? I almost neglected to mention it. This episode that I just did, the episode prior to this tasty topic, the Lushy Slushy episode, because it's getting so many views. I didn't feel like I needed to. Let my tasters know to watch on YouTube and to listen on streaming platforms. And thank you all so much, tasters. I appreciate 
every last one of you who listen. Again, all three of you. But it's getting views, it's getting listens. People are interested in what Stella has to say. And that's what's really got my mentals in order. Because for a very long time, I sat on just a lot of thoughts and emotions. Or, you know, just fun shit that people might want to debate about. Or just kick it about. Because I didn't think that anybody really wanted to hear what I had to say and let me tell you what made me feel that way more than once in my life um yet and here's an idiot now I just got into a debate about um a portion of today's topic um there's been times in my life when I've been told that I think I know everything I remember I had a, 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 a friend she was dumb she was a dumb blonde. She was the black equivalent of a dumb blonde. She was stupid. I remember the first time I realized how stupid she was. She was trying to give me directions to some event we was going to. Might have been a club or something. Just for drinks. So I think that's when spoken word was going on. And she was just trying to impress some dude. And she barely was in the poetry of spoken word. And um, she was like... Just meet me by the, the out. Just meet me by the outrance. I'm like the outrance. That was what she called the exit. In her mind, there was an entrance or an outrance. So when I would correct her about entrances as opposed to outrances, I was told, Miss Thing, you think you know everything. I'll never forget. She said that to me. Yes, you do. You just think you know it all. So because, um, I know that there's no such thing as an outrance. I think I know everything. So for a long time, I feel like I've suppressed a lot of the things that I do know. A lot of my knowledge. I remember even years years ago, I had a homeboy sarcastically. We were riding past somewhere and there was a flag. And he goes, hmm, I bet you know what flag that is, don't you? Why well, is that a problem? Like, why do we live in a world where people have problems with people knowing stuff? You know, intelligence, the most minor intelligence, it, it, it intimidates some people. It's, it's like, what the fuck? You're only going to be happy with me if I just want to talk about what happened on the latest episode of P-Valley. Oh, and speaking of P-Valley, because I do love P-Valley. Um, P-Valley's getting kind of, it's starting to lose me. I didn't want to say it, but it is. And not for the reasons that everybody's been talking about the past couple of days. Yeah, we all know about the gay male sex scene, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was over the top too much. I didn't like it. Pause. Not just because they were gay. I don't even need that type of shit in a straight sex scene. And the issue that I did have with P-Valley regarding, that I do have with P-Valley regarding their sex scenes is I feel like there's no sexy heterosexual interactions on this show at all you know you'll have a scene where it's a man and woman having sexual relations and then a fight breaks out or then it seems like the only couple having any type of sex right now is that character Keyshawn with her abusive caveman savage white man of a husband who's just beating on her and having sex with her getting her pregnant like that's the only type of heterosexual sex that P-Valley is starting to show is like all of this unhealthy heterosexual sex it's like so if you're heterosexual you can't enjoy a good sex life with good things 
And another thing that P-Valley is, um, um, is losing me. You know, I, know I, I the color struck shit. You know, people say colorism. I grew up saying color struck. It, it permeates P-Valley. I understand we're supposed to be in Mississippi and colorism is a big thing. But it's really starting to bite at me that this woman, what's her character? The Autumn? she crawl up have that out of a swamp come on p valley watches you know what i'm talking about she crawled out of a swamp half dead and now she's everybody boss and we got to keep hearing all the back and forth of, you know oh, oh get your light-skinned ass out of here oh whatever light-skinned this and like it's like it's starting to get sickening and i really oh my god p valley season one i was such a fan but season two and like a couple of different bloggers said and podcasters they said it's like you're watching a different show every week you don't know which way to go with it so p valley i'm gonna hold on but it's starting to burn my hands the rope is starting to cut me i'm holding on too tight so anyway let's talk about a few tasty things this week let's get into this main course I don't even know where to start because it's... All right, I'm going to name the things I want to touch on. Again, I wish I had a guess because this this is something that... um, it, it, It's a lot going on with this shit. How about this senator, Tierra Mack from Rhode Island, 28-year-old senator who already has the gig, standing on her head and shaking her ass for votes in a bikini. And then there was the debate of... About the McDonald's debacle. I wanted to give a retraction because I was told that, yeah, let me get that out the way. I dropped an episode about a man taking his child home with McDonald's for his kid only when the mother of his children has several of the children besides his. I was told that that was staged. You know, like all of this staged performative shit and people calling themselves comedians, it's not funny. I don't find it funny. You got people um, just, I heard they got some new guy that's just walking up the strangers, unlocked cars and sitting in their car waiting to see their reaction. How is that comedy? What's funny about it? Um, It's sad. I saw a few days ago in Ypsilanti, Michigan, a guy was shot to death for his so-called brand of comedy in his hometown. His brand of comedy, rest in peace to this man, but um, I can't say I'm shocked that it happened, was sitting in his mama's basement at over 40 years old, making fun of people in his neighborhood who he thought was losers, people who had been beat up, you know, lost the fight or got into some, some gunplay or somebody was looking to beat him up and just talking tough, talking tough, talking shit and that's what he called comedy. He felt like he was the funniest man in his section of Michigan, and they took him out. They took Mr. Funny out. And, oh, speaking of P Valley again, I'm not going to name this actress, but I'm sure you all know if you're into the online world of celebrity business and gossip. An actress who's currently an actress in P-Valley that I actually follow, I'm not going to name her name, um, is dating another cast member, hint, hint, and uh, 
she's currently pregnant by this P Valley cast member. And she put up a post. Yeah, I'm going to dive right into it. Someone asked her about her family situation because she is currently pregnant. She looks like she's about to bust due any day now. I don't know how far along she is in her beautiful pregnancy, but she's very far along. And someone in her comments said, I see you mentioned children. Does that mean more than one? And Miss Currently Pregnant P-Valley Actress says, yes, I am. I have to grind. Something to the effect of, I have to work and I have to grind because I have three mouths to feed. Or, you know, three children. She said it straight up like that. Well, anyway, the ex-fiance of her current baby father, yeah, stay with me here, it's a lot, jumped into the comments and said, what do you mean you have three mouths to feed? You don't even know my kids. One of my children you only met once. Tasters, it got ridiculous. The back and forth between women about stepmothers and, oh, who was right and who's wrong. And she, at least she loves the kids and, and sees the kids as her own. Again, look, as Popeye used to say, below me down. Let me tell you something, Tasters. I'm not married and I don't have children. I've never been a stepmother because I'm not married. But I've dated men with children. I've dated men with grandchildren. I've never, when somebody asked me how many children I had, started giving out numbers that involved the children of the man that I was involved with. Here's another issue that I had with this whole shit. The woman in question who made the post about having to grind for the mouths to feed is not engaged to the man that she's pregnant by. She is his girlfriend. And as far as I'm told, um... Their relationship is only about as old as her pregnancy. You're only pregnant for nine months to so do the math. And there was also a question of a home record situation. You know, people always say there's no such thing as a home record if, if a woman can steal your man. He wasn't yours in the first place. Blah, blah, what the fuck ever. You know what I mean by home record. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I've come through with my own swinging, my own hammer. Sometimes, and you you can definitely collapse a building if you 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 play your tools right. But anyway, that that's another tasty topic for another day. Getting involved with other people's husbands, but um, so this is how I feel. Unless you're married to a man, you shouldn't be claiming children. I don't care about the love, the like. Those are not your stepchildren until that man makes you his wife. That is just Stella's opinion from Stella's heart. That's one. Two, um, let's talk about the fact that the woman said that she doesn't even know the children. I, I mean, I know what good dick could do. I, I know what it'll do. It'll make you feel like you, you wish that you had carried all his children because the dick is so good and, you know... You, I guess, maybe want to start claiming the children of the good dick. But you know what? You didn't carry all his children. And they're, and they're not yours. Also, I feel like to put up a post or to make a comment in response to a fan asking you a question about the number of children you have. And you including another woman's children in that number. A woman that you don't get along with. I feel like it's mocking. You, you're trying to shade me. Like, I really try to put myself... 
in that position. And being that I'm not the mother, I can't, but I have been a girlfriend dating men with children or, you know, grandchildren or whatever. And I feel like if I don't get along with the mother, the biological mother for whatever reason, and somebody asked me about kids and I started claiming her kids, yeah, I'm definitely being mocking, I'm being shady, and I'm being disrespectful. But I was just amazed, tasters, by the number of women who agreed with the actress that there was nothing wrong with what she said. At least she's embracing her man's children. Oh, and then this new term that I keep hearing, bitter baby mama syndrome, accused his ex-fiance, not just his baby mother, a woman that he planned to marry, but was unable to marry because of his current situation. Look, follow the story. Um, People are considering her a bitter baby mama. And apparently... Her two children are both under two years of age. So now you got a woman who gave birth to two children back to back for a man. And already he's gotten someone else pregnant. And that woman is claiming this man's children as hers. So that's my question. Because it seems like this, this, this gentleman is making his rounds. You know, he, he don't seem to be... You know, too attached to no one place, especially when you got children under two with one woman, one woman, and now you got another woman pregnant. What if he does the same thing next year? What if he gets over this great love that he's in currently, meets somebody else next year, and she gets pregnant? If that woman, what if he gets me pregnant? Because he's fine as hell. Let's talk about it. What if Stella just happens to be walking down the streets in New York City one day and he's just here, you know, for press and promotion and happens to see me and falls in love with me and knocks me up, as men do. And um, somebody asked me, hey, Stella, you know, how many children do you have? Is it okay for me to name this kid plus the kids of his former fiance? Am I telling people that... I have four children, you know, the one in my belly and the three before this one. Today says, I just feel like it's a whole bunch of um, fuckery. Now, that's some fuckery for yourself. I thought it was weird. I would never claim a man's children again that I'm not married to. And then I had a girlfriend. She made um, mention of a, a true fact. She said, but remember back in the days, women did it all the time. You know, women said, yeah, I'm in here, and, and, and these are my kids, damn it. I raised them like they're my own. And I said, did you hear what you said? Raising. Back in the days when women claimed other women's kids, it's usually because they were doing some of the raising, whether they were right or wrong, good or bad. They was in the house buying, um, you know, putting together lists for the school shopping. They were in the house cooking. They, you know, putting the kids to bed together at night or keeping them on the weekends for the whole summer or something. There was somebody in the comments who made a point. She said, listen, unless you done took my kids shopping and cookies for back-to-school clothes or, you know, took care of them while they were sick or something, you cannot claim my kids in any way, shape, or form. I feel like it, it kind of like, and it warps kids' minds, especially these situations that don't work. Because back in the days, you had people that stuck together through shit like that. Again, whether it was right or wrong, good or bad. And you got so close to 
these women. Like, I'm just putting myself in a child's position. Like, if I'd had a stepmother. Like, usually, whether your father married this woman or not, she did things that a mother did. And you did consider that woman your stepmother because she was so... You know, she did stepmotherly things. Like I said, whether I'm not going to say because she was so good. Because all step-parents are not good step-parents. But they do step-parent things. I feel like if you're talking about children that you don't really know. That you've barely been around. You shouldn't be claiming it. I got my own story. Look, you know Stella's got a story. I was in a serious relationship with a man who was actually a young granddad. He had grandkids. And... When we got really serious, his children started calling me, like, by a grandma nickname. I'm going to put it out there. They called me Mima. And that was, like, really deep to me. Because, damn, I don't have children. So I went straight from no kids to being a grandma. Excuse me, tasters. And that was, like, really heavy. And I remember saying to this man, like, okay, like, you know... This, this is good. I like it. You know, I got grandkids or whatever. Like, I thought it was cute. You know when it wasn't cute, Tasters? When he dumped me. When this man walked out of my life and I had to ask him, it was like, okay, so what about, look, what about my grandkids? My grandkids that you done had calling me, me and my, for the past two years. You know what this man told me? <laughs> They'll be all right. They good. And I had to ask again, so how many different Mima's, grandma's, are you going to introduce into these children's world? You know what he told me? Like I said, they'll be all right. So tasters, my lady tasters especially, that's why I'm just putting it out there. And I advise that you should not be claiming stepchildren and, and children of other women for men that you aren't married to. It's just my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. And again, like I said, with that whole McDonald's debacle, it, it was crazy. It, 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 You know, I just can't believe that, again, with all the talents that we have. And when I say we, you know what I mean. Us blacks, man. We, you know, we got the funny. We got the athleticism. We we have the smarts. We, we got the creativity. And it's like when I watch it be used for stupid shit like this, what they said for fuck shit, tomfoolery, sitting in people's cars waiting to see their reaction, walking up to people saying stupid shit to see their reactions. Like I don't feel like this comedy. It, I guess it's all just reactive videos. Like even back in the days when I was young and I would watch all them bleepers and bloopers shows and shows like punk, I would cringe sometimes. I would kind of brace myself because there were times where I would watch these episodes of these shows and I didn't think that they were funny. Like, there were certain moments on these shows where I would really gasp, like, how is that funny? Because it probably wasn't. Well, anyway, let's talk about um, Miss Tierra Mack. I just got into a back and forth with a homeboy. Yeah, a homeboy that I met at Kwanzaa Pro. Real cool cat, you know. Because I put a video of her in one of my statuses. And what my caption was... I can't believe this. Again, Tasters, if you're not familiar with the story, 28-year-old Tierra Mack, who was fortunate enough at her young age to be a college graduate and senator of a Rhode Island town, or senator of Rhode Island, period, decided that to encourage voters to vote, she was going to stand on her head on a sandy beach in a bikini with her ass cheeks wiggling and shaking. And said, vote for me. 
and people are going back and forth about what the problem is. I'll tell you what the problem is with me. I'm going to bring up my girl city girls again. I'm telling you, those girls are after, those are young ladies after my own heart. I'm always, I was always afraid that if I did have children, that those are the type of children that I would have had. But you know what? You hear what I said? That I would be afraid. You know why I say afraid? Because they make you afraid of the type of behavior that city girls display. I was talking about JT and Carisha if I lost my thought for a second. Yeah. Um, young ladies like that, like JT and Carisha from City Girls and my girl Cupcake a Freak. If you don't know Cupcake, you better check her out. Big Lotto, even Trina back in the days, my age group. Young women like that have been told all their lives that there was a certain moral code you had to follow. And when you didn't follow that moral code and you strayed away from it, there were jobs that you were going to never get. You could never be anybody's state senator. You could never be president. You would never even be a president's wife. With that sort of behavior. Standing on your head and shaking your ass? For votes? No. See, and the issue that I have with it overall is it's not about what she did. I can see if she was doing it in her own time, in her own space for fun. And it was like, ah, look at my senator. Look at my young black senator. Know how to have a good time. But to attach voting to that mess. Like, what are we going to do next? You're going to do wet t-shirt contests for votes? These are serious votes for serious positions. You know, what you going to do, a half, um, a bikini car wash for votes? Like I said, we, this culture has become so hypersexualized, but then it's contradictory. It's hypersexualized, but you better not talk about how sexy I am. You get me? Like, already, they say that this senator has an issue with everyone who had an issue with her and then attach the alphabet onto it being LGBTQ. And I don't like that either because we have moved into this new territory in this millennial where the only people's opinions that are right that matter that count are people who attach those letters to who they are, who label themselves LGBTQ or non-conforming. That's still a label queer label they're the only ones who are able to get away with doing shit like this like if I stood on my head on camera and started shaking my ass and thought that I was going to run for any sort of office I could forget it there's probably videos that I've uploaded that were less harmful than what she uploaded that would keep me from any power position out here just because I'm not of the community and it's it's not right and I didn't like it, Tasters. So, you know, today I'm just going to keep it short and bittersweet because I feel like it's just a lot of crazy shit going on in the world. And it's like, when did people forget how to be happy? When did people stop being happy out here? You know what? I, I got some happiness for you. I am going to mention it. Summer of Stella. This past Sunday, my cousin and a few of her friends all partied together at Rum and Music. Rum and Music was this big soca festival in Brooklyn, down at the Brooklyn Army Terminal in Industry City. Look, that just sounds so sexy to me. I've been in Brooklyn all my life. I did not know that we had a section called Industry City, but it was at the pier, like around Industry City area at the old Brooklyn Army Terminal. And I had the time of my life. 
When I'm partying at a Caribbean fete, specifically a soca fete, you know, I like dancehall. You know, reggae is cool. I like it. I love it. But there's nothing. I've never felt a freedom like I feel when I'm with a soca crowd. Soca junkies. You know, they had DJ Private Ryan DJing, Freeze International, liquor just being poured everywhere. And one thing I love about my Caribbean people, shout out to my Trinis, my Guyanese, my Bajans, my Haitians, my Grenadians. They are generous. And I'll tell you, they just pour out liquor. I was having such a good time that I purchased a hookah. I have never, I've been to so many events where they have hookahs lined up and I never bought one. Well, I took $60 on my money and got a hookah with a bunch of pins and, you know, passed the pins around to a few people and we had a time, as they say. You know, they keep playing the meme with the lady saying, oh boy, we had a time. That's something I've been hearing Caribbean people say. Since my first experience at Miami Carnival in 2015, yes, we had a time. Well, we had a time at Rum and Music. And I feel like if more people got into soca and went to soca feds and became soca junkies, just soca, soca, everything, everywhere, soca all over the place, the world would be a happier place. You ain't thinking about none of this government shit, politics. Who's got McDonald's for the kids? You're just drinking liquor. And now look, smoking hookah and dancing. And oh, tasters, let me let you in on a little secret. Back in 2015, when I went to Carnival, with my, look, my cousin, Buttercup, Silky Slim, my cousin Clarice and me, she invited me to come out to Trinidad Carnival, and that was the time. I never, again, I never experienced so much freedom. I had never been on the road. They call it road in a costume in my life. And we stayed in Trinidad for 11 days, seven days in Trinidad, four days in Tobago for a cool down, which wasn't a cool down at all. The party kept jumping. And in that 11 days on the Twin Islands, all I did was dance. I never stopped. Let me tell you something, tasters. I'm going to give it to the women especially. Fuck these BBLs. Go on a soca diet. You know what these women do? And I watch it shouting out again, my soca junkies, women from the Caribbean. All you do is dance. You dance, dance, dance. You're whining your waist. You're squatting low. So now look, you're trimming down your waistline. You're making your hips spread. Your booty is getting fatter. It's sitting up in the air. And what I noticed is they eat good food. Look, all your, your rice and peas and your stewed chicken and your jerk chicken and your escovitch and your curry. But you only eat maybe once a day. So just imagine when I was in Trinidad 11 days straight. I was running and dancing. And to all of you who don't know the whole point of carnival, besides getting dressed up in feathers and sequins and made up and drinking liquor, you are really chasing 18-wheelers down the road, 18-wheelers full of DJs and bartenders. Bartenders and DJs and 18-wheelers rolling down the streets of the Caribbean. You're chasing them. So anyway, I brought all that up to say, when I came home from Trinidad in 2015, my body was so tight. 
and I was so sexy that I was getting stopped by women in the street. I had a neighbor stop me and say, Mommy, you got a shape on you. Then I was walking down the street and a woman stopped me and she said, your body is so nice and I'm, I mean no disrespect. And I had to stop her. I said, no. She was like, what, what, do you, what do you mean? No, she didn't know what was happening. I said, it's a carnival body. I just came home from carnival and I explained it to her. I had been chasing liquor trucks and squatting and whining and dancing and grinding and sweating for 11 days straight. And that's where that body came from. So yeah. That's the soca diet. You dance, dance, dance. You wine, wine, wine. You drink, drink, drink. <laughs> and you eat once a day. And then while they're here, outside of the Caribbean, Caribbean women go to the gym. <laughs> they do. Especially like before Carnival. Oh, my God. If you are fortunate enough to live in Brooklyn, New York, before Carnival, and you're going to the gym pre-Carnival, I'd say like the last two, three weeks before carnival, oh, it gets crazy. Those women are so serious about their fitness. And in 2015, I was in that number. So I worked out before. My whole getaway was a workout. And I came home with a carnival body. But after about four or five cheeseburgers and some sweet potato pie and ice cream, I lost it. <laughs> My carnival body disappeared. And it was back to uh, Brooklyn body. But anyway, tasters, I don't know if you can hear, like, I am a bit tired, but I promise you content every week. That is my commitment to my tasters. You're going to hear from Stella Belafonte. You're going to hear about the summer of Stella and what I got. I'm looking forward to. I'm going to um, kick axe next week with Yelp because, it, again, I am on Yelp. I am an elite Yelper, and this is a Yelp elite event. I'm going to be getting tipsy and throwing axes at a Target. I've never done that before, and I'm excited. I'm going to a soiree in Philly that I mentioned before. That's at the end of the month. And, oh, my God, I was approved for kinks and drinks the Kingston Drinks Affair thrown by Hard or Soft Podcast. If you don't follow Hard or Soft, you need to. Hard or Soft Podcast on Instagram, YouTube. One of the most beautiful, adult, no holds barred, fun podcast I've ever followed. Well, you know, I would say locally because my other two very favorite podcasts were three. Got Llama, Views of an Ex, Cocktails with Kiki and Medina. I'm going to their live comedy show in about a week's time, maybe. And my girls, Poor Minds. Poor Minds with Lex Andrea. So those are my favorite, favorite podcasts. If you get time tasters, add those podcasts to your playlist. But Harder Soft Podcast, wonderful spirit great energy and I like that it's not just women it's women it's men everybody talks they debate they talk a lot about sex you know again we live in a hyper super sexualized world and sometimes it's a good thing and with hard or soft podcasts it's a beautiful thing so again I was approved as I say approved for their kinks and drinks affair because this is going to be the third one that they've thrown so far since the summer started and it's gotten so popular that they have an online vetting process now. So when you sign up or request tickets to this Kinks and Drinks affair, 
They ask questions. They want to know what you're into, what you ain't into, what you can and can't handle. So I'm not going to give away too much of their business and I'm not going to do too much promotion. But if you're interested in what goes on at a Kinks and Drinks affair, go directly to Instagram and follow Hard or Soft Podcast. That's Hard or Soft Podcast. And you might get into something to spice up your summer. Well, anyway, this has been Stella Belafonte. Had another tasty table for one. Again, bittersweet. It's a lot of bittersweet shit going on in the world. And, you know, I appreciate feedback. You let me know what you all thought of this topic. Um, I'm going to focus on asking the anonymous questions. And I'm going to work on that. Look, Stella's got to get a microphone. I've been told, you know, you ain't nothing out here until you get a mic. <laughs> you know, um, I'm, I, I guess I haven't really become a part of the podcast world while like I said getting it out the mud doing it from my phone but I'm gonna make things happen and thank you all for listening to me thank you all for pulling your chairs up to my table every Tuesday at noon and I hope you all have a great week and find some fun things to get into while summer's still here